0: Come back second hour of the shop girls on my talk 1071 i'm Allison Kaplan my mother Ooh. Harmony Kaplan is here as well we got so formal all of a sudden yes um cute. well we oh look we already have a question on the line okay i love when people just know the routine and know the schedule yep. um but our number is 651-641-1071 cuz it is that time in the show where we take questions and talk shop whatever's on your mind so let's start with Joan Hi, Joan. Hi, how are you guys? Good. Good. Thanks for calling. What's on your sure. mind? Sure.
1: Well, I was thinking about, um, Allison, what you had said in regards to um, the wider leg jeans. Yeah. And I tried on a pair. I liked them. But I agree, it has to be worn with a fitted shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think girlfriends and I have been talking about it's very difficult to find fitted shirts. Everything's big and flowy and florally. Any ideas or tips as to where to go to find I don't fitted think,
2: shirts? I don't think that's true. I think you can find a lot of them now.
0: Well, yeah, then, I mean, I think there's both. Yeah. I've, I have actually had luck. I've gotten a couple of really cute blouses that I tend to wear with my wide leg jeans at Madewell. They've got a oh, lot okay. of cute fitted, but not like you know. Oh my gosh, a person with a body and curves can't wear them. Um, so Madewell is a good one. Jay what were you going to say? J. Crew has some.
2: Anthropology has some. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think you could you know go into almost you know. I think there are story. a
0: lot right now that are being shown where they're they're kind of um, they might be a little bit blousy in the shoulders, but then fitted at the waist, or you know uh, just sort of cinched right at the waist, or a tie. I would look for things like that. Okay, perfect. All Thank right, you. Good I really luck. appreciate your help. Yeah, thanks, thanks for you. calling. Bye. 651-641-1071 is our number. Another listener says Need Supply. That brand that's her favorite. That that's where she got her crop jeans. What is her the Her cropped wide leg. Yep. Oh. Need Supply. Well, I so don't check know out that, that brand. Place. And then oh, other and brand. then I have other friends texting me who are just hating, hating. Okay hating um and one, <laughs> one said i saw some high schoolers and felt so badly for them because they looked just like i did in the in the early 1990s well actually they were saying it's a 70s look that has really come back <laughs> which is when gauchos well, and all that everything cycles it um, all
2: cycles and everything old is new again yes uh, another question that had come in during the week was are nylons required for a church wedding reception where black tie is invited. Mm. Now I um, answered her actually oh. earlier in the week. And I said that there are probably certain etiquette experts that would tell you yes. But I really think today anything goes. And but, I think it, do you say yes because of, because of the church or because of black tie? I, either way. I think that it depends on your legs and it depends on your dress. I think if you're wearing something, first of all, if you've got killer legs, I don't think it matters. I don't think it's going, I don't think anybody's going to send you home because you go without stockings. But I think if you think it gives you a more polished look, Mm -hmm. it's fine. I don't think there is a real
0: right or wrong. That is my take. Yeah. I would say the same thing. Okay. That's how I would feel. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm, yeah, I, I'm not aware of any, like, hard, fast rules these days that would... Well, there are some. Where? Are,
2: well, if you look on etiquette sites, you know, there will be things. But who or does? if you're part of the royals.
0: Well, that's if a different story. If you're part story. of the Royals
2: and the Queen is with you, mm-hmm. you better have those pant- yeah. pantyhose
0: on. Speaking but of yes. the Royals, um, yes. there were some really cute pictures oh, this week of Meghan Markle and her mother, the, who looked a, she looked so good. Her mother looked so cute. Didn't you just feel like it was you and me? If you were the Duchess of Sussex... That's so funny. That thought did not cross my mind when I was looking at those pictures. But yes. yes. If you
2: were the Duchess, mm -hmm. you'd let me come along. You would? would, And you would do that, Mom? I would come along, and then I would push you out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) Because this was Meghan Markle's uh, launch party for Together Our Community Cookbook. It was a charity cookbook. It is a charity cookbook. And they're raising funds for the Hub Community Kitchen in West London. And this was her. This is her very first solo charity endeavor since hmm. becoming a royal. That didn't take long. Good no. for her. And her yeah. mother, whose name is Doria Ragland, was by her side. Now the nice thing is, you know, Doria moved to London. What? I thought oh, she you said know she that? wouldn't. No, you know, Ellie, when your daughter calls you, you come. Wow. Do you not
0: know that, honey? You'd move to London for me. Well. <laughs> 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 Note the hesitation. <laughs> Note the hesitation. Well, maybe. Okay. Wait a second. I yeah. swear, and I'm sorry. I have not been like completely paying attention well, to the I royals, have. but I, I did not get the forwarding address card. But I thought when last we left off that she said no. She loves her life in California did, and wanted and to stay. And then I read following
2: that, unless um, it was wrong information, that she in fact did to be close to her daughter and be able to do things with her. Hmm. And anyway, at this function, um, Megan, you know, looked very lovely. She was wearing a cobalt blue coat over mm-hmm. black. But it looked I like a black
0: pleated was it a
2: dress or something? It was actually a no no black skirt, two hundred and fifty dollars Misha Nono mm-hmm. and a matching hundred and ten dollars sleeveless top by Renegade. Her coat was one thousand one hundred ninety five dollars. If you're interested, yes. But her mother, I thought, looked so cute. She was in like a sort of overall camel color um, pants and sweater with a really pretty um, plaid scarf around her neck. Well, sort of plaid, isn't it plaid? No, not
0: not plaid at all. it was like oh. it had like a paisley print. Oh, on it.
2: okay. I'm sorry. Maybe yeah. my picture's too small. But it was. It's a perfect it's example got... of how she's
0: she's really wearing one color. It's monochromatic. It's like camel colored pants and sweater. Yeah. Very simple crew neck sweater. You know, simple nice trouser. But then she put that peach colored well, scarf sh- right the, sh- as the a shawl, shawl has peach and in it pulled it all together and made it look so luxurious. Yeah. No, I mean she looked adorable. Harry was there too. He
2: was. He had a sport coat on. Mm-hmm. No tie. Yeah, But I just thought it was so cute. And I think you and I should maybe start dressing alike.
0: <laughs> when you move to London. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and not, not a moment will sooner. You, will we have tea? Sure, green tea. Of course, of course, always <laughs> green tea, mom. Okay. Always green Sounds tea. Good. Sounds uh, you good. You know that you're always welcome because I stock both green tea and cafe francais. Yes, as in my long house. as you do, yes. I will come over. International foods just for you, and believe me, no one else touches it. I hope not. That's mine. <laughs> uh, let's talk Jane Fonda. She's okay. on a bit of a publicity well, she blitz is because as well. she's got a
2: new um, documentary. Have you that- seen it yet? No, because it hasn't started yet.
0: Oh, okay. They I maybe you got an advanced screener.
2: Monday, this okay. coming Monday, September 24th, it will start streaming on HBO. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a documentary about her life called Jane Fonda in five acts. And she's been on The View and she's been on with Stephen Colbert and several other places. So
0: was she the instigator with this? I mean, did she want to tell this story? Because I sort of thought when listening to her on Colbert that she was like, Oh, they did a great job. Yeah. I don't get the feeling that she was
2: the one. I have a feeling that they came to her. Uh, As far as I know, but she's out there, but she's out there publicizing it. Um, She is 80 years old and everybody should look that good at 80. Yeah. But I did think it was interesting because she said she is not entirely proud of her beauty decisions because she said, you know, people think of her as aging gracefully, but she actually on the show talks about too about getting plastic surgery, which she has not been shy about talking about. Um, And she said that while she's glad she looks good for her age, she won't lie about getting work done. And on one level, I hate the fact that I've had the need to alter myself physically to feel that I'm okay. I wish I wasn't like that. I love older faces. I love lived in faces. I love Vanessa Redgrave's face. I'm sure she'll like that. I wish I was braver, but I am what I am. Mm. And so she said, you know, she admits that that she's a bit vain. I wonder how recently. I mean, oh, she did a facelift just to, it seems to me, a few years ago. It is. Uh, I don't think it's that well, long. I mean, but it's I will still, say she still has the it's best a good work. one. Because yeah. you see so many of these stars and it's like, oh my goodness, why did they do that? Uh, and I don't think that's true with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but she said a lot of it goes back to her father who she adored. But he always made her feel that nobody's going to love you if you're fat. And so she suffered from bulimia and anorexia for many, many years. And, you know, he made her feel that unless you look perfect, you know, it's not going to she said. She struggled for like 30 years. Wow. Which is a long time. Yeah. Um, And she said, I I wish I were brave enough to not do plastic surgery, but I think I bought myself a decade. (laughs) Did she really say that? I didn't make it up. Yes, she did. So, but she looks good and it should be fun to see that. And actually, I'm looking forward to the next season of. Uh, Grayson and Frank. Oh, when is I, that? Sometime later this year. I can't wait. I, know. I, I love, I love, love that love, show. Love that
0: show. Yeah. Well, just to bring it all uh, full circle, we were talking a little earlier about the wide-leg jeans, and we just got an email. I love when people are just right on it, hopefully not driving and emailing at the same time, one or the other. Um, you can always go to mytalk1071.com, click the Shop Girls page, and talk to us that way. Uh, but Bonnie sent a note saying that she just bought two pair of wide-leg cropped jeans at Nordstrom Ridgedale yesterday and she said back in the 70s she used to wear them with peasant tops right. and tunics. She said remember those hippie outfits? There you go. Google that 20-somethings. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So there, that, there, there's an option for you. Um, Alright when we get back we have the tech report coming up and still lots of um, celebrities shopping and uh, wedding news to get to. We'll, we'll be right back with more Shop Girls. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 107.1. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom Harmony. You know what time it is. I want to say something else, but I know you're going to get mad at me because it'll eat into your special Darn time. right I okay. will. Okay. All right. I'll just Sheesh. keep my mouth shut and say it's time for the tech report.
1: The internet is a series of tubes. Tubes.
0: Time once again for Harmony's tech report.
2: So you don't play HQ trivia much, do you? No. Is s-
0: anybody still playing it? I thought that was oh, done.
2: Oh, you're so wrong. Well,
0: my my children who were so no, obsessed no, no. with just it are seem one. to be done. Happy birthday,
2: Oscar! <laughs> my 14 year old grandson. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness. Anyway, he plays and I play, but not like we used to. I mean, we really used to like just wait, you know, to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, they had actually they had a fashion one last week and so I did play that and I got to 9 and then I don't remember what the question was but I didn't know it I felt bad I thought I was going to win that one <laughs> Anyway but HQ trivia is actually looking to expand with HQ words okay So they have been very successful turning what really is like Jeopardy into this smartphone game show. So now nearly a year later, they are hoping to do the same with a show format called HQ Words, which basically is like Wheel of Fortune. And... They will present players, HQ Words will present players with a blank grid of letters and a clue with a selection of letters that players can guess. And if you guess a letter in the puzzle correctly, you'll get points each time it appears in the answer. If you guess wrong, you'll get a strike. And naturally, if you get three strikes, you're out. Mm-hmm. So at the end, the player with the most points will win or split the jackpot. And according to... The Dig Day report. Um, they've actually HQ. Digi-day. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say I'm sorry? Yeah. Did I
0: say Dig Day? I mean, dig. figure. I mean, they're friends of sorry. yours. So you should probably know. How well, to say we, their name, we've
2: right? only been <laughs> recent friends. Um, HQ has actually made money from the game show. They brought in over because, ten. Listen, and I will tell you. <laughs> oh. I'm getting tape to put over your mouth. Um, they've brought in over ten million dollars in revenue since introducing their sponsored spots in March. Even though they've been giving away thousands of dollars in prize money, they mm-hmm. have still brought in ten million.
0: I want to know: Has anyone ever won more than a dollar fifty for yes. winning HQ
2: trivia? Yes, because sometimes they do a game where it's only one winner. And mm-hmm. they've made like twenty five thousand dollars. My son was so excited mm-hmm. because he finally won, and he won seventy four cents. Right. Yeah, was gonna, he didn't know where he was going to spend it. Anyway, HQ you have to pay Words. Taxes on that, I think mean, not at that level. Mm-hmm. HQ Words is set to launch sometime in October. So
0: are you going to get my children addicted to that? No, that, I never liked Wheel of Fortune.
2: Oh. so I'm not going to. A lot okay. of people do. I know they do, and God bless them. That's all I have to say. So Samsung. I I think this is kind of interesting. Samsung is planning to launch a foldable smartphone later this year. Um, The device will be unveiled at their developers conference in November, but it's not clear yet uh, when we'll actually be able to buy that or if it'll be this year. But rumors are strong out there. They've been testing a dual screen smartphone. The idea is to bring some type of device to the market. They've, they aren't dropping a whole lot of hints, but they said that the device and its features could make the consumer react with, "Wow, this is the reason
0: Samsung made it." Well, really? We don't is know that, yet. That's what they is said. that just an approximation, that, or is no, that that's like exactly that's exactly they what they're yes, expecting? Yes, huh? But um, I don't they, understand fold. Like, is this like a like going fold, back to the flip phone? No, you, it'll what?
2: fold like a wallet, and the exterior of the device will display Play a small bar of information. Hmm,
0: I Let's, can't picture it. I don't think I'm going to like it. Well,
2: you know, you shouldn't say that until you've actually tried it. Okay, and then, you know, wait well, till see it comes if you out. You can
0: get a test sample. Well, we don't know yet. Know.
2: Later this year, but you know, if anyone can get it, yeah. it'll be me. It'll be Julio <laughs> so. Zapata That's who
0: it'll be. Right.
2: <laughs> I haven't talked to Julio in so long. We need to discuss some of our tech we'll see ideas. If we can get him in. Okay. Anyway, yesterday, uh, Amazon had a interesting event in which they displayed what they called a home operating system. The verge said, this is Amazon home and we're just living in it. And basically that's the truth. They have now what is called the Amazon basics microwave. Okay. So it seems silly except that it actually works with Alexa. And so Alexa is going to be able, if you don't integrate Alexis, then,
0: then Alexa, Alexa. can I just tell you that is a funny slip that you just oh. made? Because I have a friend who many long, yes. long, long time listeners of the show. Remember Alexis, right? Alexis Walsko and Alexis claims that Alexa has ruined her life. Oh, Everybody calls her Alexa now. Oh, do they really <laughs> by accident or they just change think, it to Veronica? <laughs> they, they, yeah (laughs) anyway
2: so this this microwave though what they're saying is you don't integrate Alexa we'll do it ourselves and undercut you on the price and basically that's what they're doing so the way this works if they're doing everything so like what they're saying is if you return home on your evening commute and you're tired and you don't want to prepare the meal you say to your Audi e-tron deliver the buttered chicken meal i ordered last month to my home so
0: the what to the who who are you selling? you can have this you
2: can integrate this into your car oh you know? so then you tell them to do that then your amazon basics garage door will open within your range and at the door you're going to find the meal sitting there because the amazon key service will have been able to get in and Bring it in. That's really happening. This is what they're saying is happening. We know all these things exist Mm -hmm. and that Amazon is doing some of these things already. So, I mean, it's like they, they demonstrated online and they showed this guy put a potato in this basic microwave oven. And then he just said... One potato, and Alexa turned it on and and cooked the potato. It's like you can't do anything yourself anymore. Wow. So it's kind of pathetic, but it (laughs) probably is true that Amazon is taking over the world. Mm -hmm. So we were talking about Hulu earlier, and they are rolling out an updated web interface. Uh, for live TV su- subscribers. And the interface has been built, they said, specifically for the wide range of motion you have with your mouse and how quickly you're able to point and click. And there's also more content and options available at any given time thanks to the large amount of usable screen space. So they're they're going to have this device where... Um, they on on their website version of Hulu, of Hulu that includes the option to watch multiple sports games in multiple windows. If you have subscriptions to those mm-hmm. and the option to send videos to your Chromecast device straight from your computer and a picture in picture mode. So they're coming out with all of those kind of things. Hmm. So um, in case you're interested in those, um, I, this on a different uh,
0: subject is a little disturbing. Uh, it I'm was, disturbed pretty much by all of this. I'm overwhelmed. I'm getting that's like, what I'm here for. I hives I, yeah. and itchy. Oh, I'm sorry. It's well, there must too be much, an Amazon cream for that. Yeah, right. Okay,
2: <laughs> So where it used to be that hanging out with friends after school was something that, you know, kids did. Mm-hmm. According to a new study by Common Sense Media, today's teens overwhelmingly prefer texting and chatting online to hanging out with their friends in real life. Life. Think about that for a minute. That is so pathetic. Um, They surveyed a thousand kids between the ages of 13 and 17 about their social media habits. They found 61% of teenagers preferred texting, video chatting, or social media over talking to their friends in person. Texting was the top one, the top spot. And They, it said they, this leads us to believe that Generation Z was never forced through the dredges of a flip phone keyboard because it's so easy for them to do that. But yet they say that that teens, in some ways, are more connected than ever because a whopping 70% of teenagers admitted they're on social media multiple times a day. 16%, this, even though you're not a Generation Z, Mm -hmm. this would include you. 16% 16% say they are actually on social media almost constantly. See, you're not listening to what I I'm saying. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. No, because you would have said, I am not on social media. And you didn't say that. I'm not.
0: <laughs> I thought okay. I wasn't supposed to talk.
2: Oh, that's, well, there's certain times that it's okay. <gasps> okay. Um, anyway, I think that it's um, a little worrisome mm-hmm. that this is going on. But in fact, that is what's happening.
0: I actually was just looking up. This is related. I just uh, while we were talking, a a little news alert popped up on my phone, which I wasn't looking at. I was looking at you the whole time, but I sensed that that it was there. And so I just looked down for a second and it's kind of funny timing because it's a CNN story and the headline is parents stop feeling so guilty about TV time. That parents kind of universally apologize or feel sheepish about the fact that their kids watch TV. And a new study from the American Academy of Pediatrics says that um, one to seven hours a week of television and video games is okay. Yeah. How many do yours um, spend on, do you think? I don't know. Oh, I mean,
2: I don't think you much more. Oh, Okay. Why Why would she
0: throw me under the... Oh, my God. You decided to bring that up and take my time, so you deserve (laughs) it. No, I didn't. We actually went over, but we have to go because when we get back, we're going to talk to Emily Howald Sefton, the weddings editor for Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine's Wedding Magazine. New issue is out on newsstands now. We always have lots of wedding topics and questions and so we're going to uh yes we're going to sum it all up and see what's the latest trends are in weddings when we return Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom, Harmony. It's a rare day when nobody asks us about Mother of the Bride dresses. It so is. we are going to bring the wedding conversation today, and we have called in none other than the wedding editor herself, Emily Howell Sefton, to tell us about the latest issue of Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine's Weddings Magazine. Hi, Emily hi guys how are you i'm good how are you good thank you so congratulations on uh yet another beautiful issue this time you went to mia to shoot yes. some fashion
1: yes it was um it was a lot of fun and that obviously the architecture there is so beautiful so it was it was kind of we were running around all day going on the staircases and in the and then buy some interesting paintings and we had a, we had a lot of fun there.
0: And the th- why did you I mean obviously it's a beautiful setting for any story
1: but this was really about lace, right? Yeah, so dresses are starting to take this um you know for a while it went through that whole lingerie situation which I don't know that many people were behind mm-hmm. and then they've kind of tradition or they've moved back towards tradition gowns. And traditional gowns obviously Lace is what most people think of when they think of traditional, but it's not just your basic lace gown anymore. It's got, like, a lot of texture and layering, and um, there's just a lot of intricate details to it. So we wanted to find a space that kind of spoke to that luxurious component of it without going to a country club or something like that and as we were kind of brainstorming different spaces um, the just the marble columns of the Mia and just kind of that beautiful sort of blank backdrop but not really um, seemed like a great place to be able to let these intricate dresses make a statement. It
0: feels kind of like when you're going lace and intricate and classic like you really need a real fancy schmancy wedding.
1: I mean Yes, I, you don't have to have a fancy schmancy wedding, but it's, uh. It would be fun. (laughs) Yeah, it would be really fun. But, you know, you can find like a simple lace sheath that really can be a little bit more romantic. You can edge it up with like a, a, a motorcycle jacket or something if you want to. I mean, I think that there's a lot of variety to them. That's the beauty of lace, whereas Something like tulle is obviously kind of that whimsical, romantic look, and you're not really going to get past that. But with lace, there's so many different variations of lace. Like right. a laser-cut lace is a lot more modern than like a Chantilly lace or something like that. So
2: mm-hmm. um, She actually, Emily
0: knows the difference oh, between lace. She knows every kind of oh, lace. Oh, man. Yes. Yeah, it's That's on her resume. Really good. <laughs> um, Emily, what we were talking a week or two ago. I keep seeing stories about how a lot of the like off the rack options are struggling and even disappearing. David's Bridal's in trouble, you know, J. Crew is obviously in trouble. I think did Ann Taylor stop doing that? It just seems like for a while there was just all these options where you could go and get, you know, something really easy ready to go and now we're seeing you know, it's sort of the same trend that's happening in retail in general, but fewer places to go find a wedding dress.
1: Well, I think, yes, I would say for wedding dresses, the, the experience of shopping for your dress is something that a lot of people really yearn for. And so, you know, to be able to pop online and order a dress, sure, that's easy, but you can do that for pretty much anything, whereas your wedding dress is supposed to be that once-in-a-lifetime dress. I would say, though, on the contrary, the bridesmaid dresses, that is becoming something where all of a sudden they're available at everything. Like, the Nordstrom does this, where it used to be you'd get all your girls together, you'd go to the bridesmaid boutique, everyone would try it on, everyone would have opinions, you'd argue, you'd figure it out. I mean, like, it was like a whole production, and now it's just kind of... Okay. Look, here's the link, or here's the color story, or whatever. Go to Nordstrom. Go to this. Go to that. Right. And don't and they, order it. don't yeah. they do a
2: lot of even you know because girls mm-hmm. aren't all same sizes either. Where they just say mm-hmm. as you said, like here's the color story, but they don't necessarily have to wear matching dresses.
1: No. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, there's two two different ways that people can kind of approach that. One is you can pick a designer and say, look, okay, I want like a Jenny Yu chiffon gown in this color she makes you know however many styles so if you think you're better in a halter you're better in a strapless like so they're all the same or you can say you know i just want a black dress a black floral length dress or a black um something so people will have some that has black lace some that has you know a black floral pattern and you kind of leave it usually the bridesmaids i feel like are pretty good about like sending it to the bride and saying, do you think this is going to work? Right, and get her okay. Create her own little Pinterest board of seeing if it's all going to jive together. Sure.
0: Um, Okay, well, we're on the subject of bridesmaids. Um, I have to ask, I witnessed something (laughs) I had never seen before. Um, I witnessed a um, maid of honor proposal. Okay? It was a bride who was asking her friend to be her maid of honor, but it was like, a whole situation. She had balloons like the baby. and signs. Um, yes, it was at Betty Danger. It was like a whole to-do oh for this God. bride to ask her friend to be her maid of honor. Is that becoming
1: a thing? I don't. I, I hope mean, not. It's not a simple phone call anymore. I would say that. Like I feel like a uh, um a million different options to ask. I don't know about like a balloon and a production oh and a proposal. Goodness. That seems a little over the top. Oh, but. that's so
0: exhausting. <laughs> it just made me happy
1: that I'm married.
0: Like, wow. You know, but
1: one of the things, I mean, like a lot of people are so excited to get engaged and the first thing that they want to do is ask their wedding party. So they're not like six months in, eight months in, a year into the planning process where you start to get a little fatigued. Right. They're like, right, that is their <laughs> but thing Emily. They want to make that ask. But yeah. Emily. A big deal. I would think
2: that in most cases it's not like oh it's a surprise. I mean, if you've got a sister or you've got a best friend, I wouldn't think that. Right. The, know, yes, that
0: crossed my mind too. Yeah. I
2: mean, like generally really? the
0: person's pretty much expecting you it, know maybe? It. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, no.
2: What did you th- Oh, Emily, what did you think of the proposal on the Emmy Awards? Did you oh, see that?
1: I did see that. That was I mean, I loved all the celebrities reactions too. Yes. That was that was very sweet. That was, was I mean, a little, I, you know, I feel like they had a relationship for a while, but yes, 10 years. speaking public setting proposals make me a little uneasy. It's just you never know what's going to happen, but I but think this, he, he yeah, kind of had
2: that one. In I the thought way. this was fun. Okay, I have another question too. I I was reading an article about a survey that the Knot had done, and they said so many couples now are not going the traditional wedding route. You know, in the venues that we think you know, the banquet halls and hotel reception rooms, that they want something more unconventional. Are
1: you feeling that that's the case, too? I would say yes, but I think a lot of the spaces that are popping up in the Twin Cities are kind of unconventional. And yeah. they're becoming, so they're, they're venues. I mean, it's right. not like a banquet hall, but like the machine shop, for example, exactly. one of the hottest places to have a wedding. And on. it's called the machine shop. Like, yep. that is not a um, Lafayette Country Club. Like, right. it doesn't quite roll off the tongue. Like and something. It's, it's um, a beautiful space. Yes, and I think that a lot of brides are looking for spaces that they can create the landscape that they want. So yeah. if you go into a country club, I mean Minakata is beautiful, but like it's it's green. It has green curtains, you have to embrace the green whereas mm-hmm. you go into a machine shop and it's got these white walls, concrete floor, you know, like you can say, okay, I want a pink color palette. I want to have greenery everywhere. I wanted to have this industrial chic look, or I wanted to be very romantic and you can have like florals floating from the ceiling. I mean, it's very, you can make it your own space. And I think that that's what, I mean, that's what the weddings that are getting published have right now. And so that's what people are seeing and that's what they're wanting. And it's, it's a little harder to, to fit that, um, design aesthetic into something that already has a design aesthetic of its own.
0: Yeah, well good thing there are more places popping up. Speaking of making it your own, we have just a minute left, but Emily, I have to hit, get to my favorite t- subject, which is cake. Um, <laughs> you said that people are really doing um, non-traditional cakes as well. A tree-like cake? What the heck?
1: Uh, yeah, so we, we did a feature um, in the current issue that it's all cakes that are inspired from like things around us. So one of the- designer had one that was from a copper sink and so the entire cake looked like it pieces pieces of copper and then yeah one was like a tree and it had it looked like it's so real it looks like it has like a little k plus k with a heart like etched into it um, oh like a like a tree like the trunk of the tree with the like kn- a trunk that's of a tree oh, that's, that's yeah. very cute yeah. No, wow. Allie. there's not, like, leaves sprouting <laughs> out of the top of the place. I'm picturing branches <laughs> No, no, Birds. it's like the trunk of the tree with an edge in. I think people just want it to look, you know, realistic and things that inspire them. And so, you know, there we have one that looks uh, made with, like, all beads, and it kind of looks like it's pearls all over it, and you could design that to your or match that to your dress. I think people are just, like, they're going all in on the theme of their wedding. So mm-hmm. it's like if you're having this, Nature inspired wedding, like you want your cake to speak to that too. You want everything to kind of tie to that theme. Everybody wants to be original.
0: Yeah, everybody's very unique. Well, for more inspiration, pick up the latest copy of Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine's Weddings Magazine. And Emily,
1: um, Diamond Awards are coming up, right? Yes. So these are awards that we have um, with vendors in the Twin Cities and on our website, which is um vendors submit themselves for like our best in bridal awards. And so people can go on and vote for vendors that they like. And there's, you know, 25 different categories. So if you had a great experience at a boutique or with a florist or, you know, people just want to see who's in the running for this. If you're thinking about planning a wedding, they're all on our website and voting runs from October 1st to the 31st. And then the winners of that will be in our next issue. Okay. Coming right up. So October 1st, go
0: to mspmag.com slash weddings. And it's a great source of good vendors that, you know, have been vetted and are are really uh, top quality. Emily, a pleasure as always. Thank Thank you so much. All right. We will be back to wrap up the show right after this. Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 107.1. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom Harmony. If you missed any of the show today, just podcast it. All of the shows from My Talk are available. You can go to Podcast One or wherever you get your downloads, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, just type in My Talk Shop Girls and you'll find us there. Um, we would love it. We cannot close out this show without talking about the idiotic online product. Of How do the you week. really feel? Well, I mean, it reminds me of when they were putting a rock and leather. Yeah. All right. So well, this
2: week I Nord- give Nordstrom, a little credit though, because it's, it's keeps them in the forefront and people are talking. It's about a it, talker. You know.
0: So it's the $500 dirty shoes. $530. <laughs> don't forget that 30. Yeah. They are
2: a pair of shoes being sold on Nordstrom site. For $530, they are made by the Golden Goose. They are sneakers dubbed the Superstar Taped Sneaker. And they boast that it is a crumply, hold-it-all-together tape <laughs> that is across it.
0: Do they literally describe
2: it as crumply? Yes.
0: On the Nordstrom yes. website?
2: Yes. Oh, my God. Um, And a grungy rubber cup sole. Uh-huh. And in other words, the shoes look like they're falling apart. And basically,
0: they are—they're dirty and falling apart. Mm-hmm. Um, that this comes down to is—is is sort of any publicity good publicity, or are you potentially risking, you know, turning off customers and damaging your brand by doing stunts yeah, like this? Yeah, it's on interesting. Your
2: now they had a, a Twitter comment that said these shoes are. Awful and insensitive. Who's in the room when you design these? So Nordstrom replied, we appreciate your feedback. We're always looking to bring in new, different, and unique products. We realize taste is subjective and not every customer will like every product we carry. Rest assured your comments were shared with our team. Thank you um but then someone else said this isn't about taste it's about not recognizing that a store for which i have a card doesn't get that poverty isn't fashionable i grew up ridiculously poor and could not afford finer things that's my embarrassment and struggle being marketed that disgusts me Ooh. so that is not a good thing now yeah. on the other hand people were saying People pay for pants that are completely. You have some totally that are
0: completely torn. Well, and distressed. I, that's exactly what I was thinking about. If you just want to stick in the, you know, apparel range, that there are certain things that are distressed that the distressing makes it cost more, and we yep. laugh about that too. But nonetheless, yep. we know that people for sure are buying jeans that are distressed. But something about shoes, I think, just because you, you know, you mess up shoes the minute you put them on. Yeah. But, Who you in know, the world? I don't know. But, you know, they sold,
2: I, I hadn't realized, they Nordstrom recently had sold a pair of PRPS men's pants caked with fake dirt. And they sold for four hundred and
0: twenty-five dollars. And did anybody buy them? Because I think we talked about those and our stupid product I don't segment know if as well. We did that. We one. might
2: need but theme music for
0: stupid for product. stupid of products, the week. So, yeah. yeah, there
2: doesn't seem to be a shortage
0: of them. Uh, again, I mean, these are obviously they do not put these on their website expecting to sell them. They put them on the website expecting to generate traffic. I would love it's to clickbait. know if they did. Sell any? Of oh, these they shoes, were stupid though. and ugly, and no, of so course they are. I mean, first of all, even if these were white and brand spanking new, five hundred dollars sneakers is a little bit outrageous to and going to offend right. people anyway. Yes. I mean, we know that they exist. Yes, but, they do. But the idea of being in that price range for something that is just a mess is kind of. Well, I ridiculous. guess I should return mine. Huh? It is interesting. It <laughs> feels a little. I mean, it. There are it was certain a joke. Yeah, Allie. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are certain websites where you would expect it, and maybe that's why it works because it is less expected from something from a Nordstrom but it doesn't it feels a little off brand for them to do that I agree with Um, you but you know what is always on brand a good sale so let's do steals and deals Guess what, Mom? What? Target is having a secret sale. Guess what, Allie? It's not a
2: secret. Been there already. You have. <laughs> you can only use this once. Okay. And we really need to tell everyone because today is the last day. Okay. And it is you. It's to get people to get the red card if they don't have one already for Target, mm-hmm. and you have to have the Target app. And you actually connect your app. This is techie, I know. It is, it is. Uh, With your credit card number. Yeah. You you go, they they walk you through it on -hmm. on the website. And when you do, for today only now, um, you get, besides the 5% you normally get off with your rate card, you get an additional 10% off of. Everything that you
0: buy. Well, guess at what? Target. I've been shopping while we've been on the air. I'm no, sure you I'm have. Not. I'm kidding. I shopped uh, no, before. I'm sure you I have. Show. While I was doing <laughs> the, tech the tech report, just because yeah. I get so inspired. I guess. Um, but it didn't work for me. So, well, that's because me me? I did help you because you had not <laughs> paired your card. Oh, with. Okay. Well, if you are, uh, if you have the red card, if you have the app, might want to take advantage. Or you might want to get the red card to do it. Extra ten percent off, and then Macy's also has a big sale. Macy's has got a VIP sale, and this is
2: for everyone though, and it goes through Monday, and it's thirty percent off, an extra thirty percent off, and a lot of brands that never are on sale. Mm -hmm. You know the the theory and BCBG and all the rest. Yeah. You can get 30% off and makeup is cosmetics are 15%. Is that like
0: if you use a Macy's card or for anybody?
2: Uh, you know, I'm not positive okay. on that. I'm guessing the Macy's well, card, but I am not positive.
0: Worth checking out. You know, yeah. Hammermaid is very close to completing their new store. Right. They're they're remodeled at the Galleria, and yep. so they are having a huge moving on up sale with shirts for thirty nine ninety nine. And then if you buy one at that price, or if you buy more than one, you get them for twenty nine ninety nine. If you buy three, three, nineteen ninety nine. That's a good deal. Because most really of those shirts deal. hover oh, in the hundred or hundred plus yeah. range. So um,
2: Another one, if you're a reader, we were talking about that earlier. Barnes & Noble ends tomorrow 20%, almost everything in the store. Ooh. So, you know, they not only the books, but okay. the nooks, and everything else. Let's go
0: shopping. Books and nooks. Books and nooks. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great weekend. Oh, well, we'll see you next weekend yes. at Scheherazade at the Galleria, part of their grand opening. We're excited to be broadcasting there. See us, come see us next week. Have a great week, everybody.